Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andrea Lundstra. to just celebrate our God and how good he is. And Kai was um, already saying about giving thanks no matter the circumstances. And it's going to be um, a bit about that, actually. Um, but first of all, um, maybe some of you don't know me. So I'm Andrea, and I am very happy to be part of Kingdom Faith Worthing. And I'm going to carry on um, today with our theme, also sorry, if you don't know me, I'm from Holland, so sometimes my English is fabulous, sometimes my English is 99%, so if you think I'm mixing up words, that's, that's the reason, so um, you, un- you, you hopefully understand, um, you will. Um, you know, I, I'm going to actually start with a testimony about actually my English, and it's not about how good I've done it, um, but how good God is. So nine years ago, I came to England, come from Holland, nine years ago, my English was literally not good at all. So my exams in Holland, I had, we do numbers in Holland, so if you have a 10 for your exam, you have like, that's, that's very good, if you have a zero, it's not very good at all as you understand. So I had for my exams, so after four years of secondary school, of having English every two days or two days per week for two hours, one, two hours. Um, And um, my English, the mark I had was a two. (laughs) That was not very good, was it? (laughs) And now, nine years ago, I've just finished a degree in mission and theology in English. You know, and, and that is not me, but that is what God does through us. When you are available for him, and I was like, how, how am I ever going to do this? And uh, he did it. So from a mark of two to doing a degree, it's like, it's incredible. So that's one of the many stories in my life that God has been so, so, so good in my life. And he's continuing to do that. Um, and I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for what he's doing here. I'm excited for what he's doing in you. Um, and I'm excited for this morning. This morning, I, I was in the shower. I had a shower. And um, I actually said to God, God, sorry, this is what's my flesh. God, I actually don't want to preach this morning. He said, but Andrea, you're preaching every day. So get on with it. <laughs> and then it just reminded me, our lives... With our lives, we are preaching every day. You are preaching every day. Sometimes maybe not a good preach, but hopefully it's a good preach. You know, and, and I was just reminded of that. In the show, I was like, thank you, God. So sometimes we are on the platform, but we are all on our own platform, preaching to whoever you are in your household, in your neighborhood, in Worthing, wherever you are, in your workplace. We are always preaching if you want it or not, you are, and it's not a choice. So um, I'm here to talk to you, and um, our theme was just do it. The whole month, it has been about just 
do it. And I actually also wanted to buy a shirt that says, just do it. But I couldn't find one. So you just need to remind yourself, just do it. And um, at the beginning of the, of the month, uh, we had a message from Andy Elms. I honestly love that message. And um, I'm just going to recap a little bit. So, and then some of you haven't been to all of them, so you know a bit what it was about. So, Andy Elms, uh, three or four weeks ago, he had uh, this question that we need to talk with outsiders about Jesus. And his question said that we need to ask them, um, who do you think Jesus is? And from that message, I took on board of, I'm going to ask, I'm going to try, I'm not going to force, I'm going to try to do, to ask that question every week to one person who does who I think does not know Jesus. And I've done it twice. I should have done it three times. So I've missed one out, but I've done it twice. And I will tell you a bit how that conversation went. It was incredible. I just loved that question. So that was what I took out of it. And then um, Pastor Jonathan, who is at, on holiday right now, um, he was talking about to, how to live um, with an open door mentality. Um, maybe you have a closed door mentality, maybe you have an open door mentality. You can listen to his message on, uh, online as well. And then Andrew last week, I haven't written above my notes, so I need to slow down talking. So if I talk too fast, just tell me, okay, I can already feel myself. I'm talking too fast. I just need to slow down. <laughs> so Andrew, uh, he was talking last week about look up and see. See the person in front of you uh, who knows Jesus or not knows Jesus with the eyes of God, not with your own judgment, but with the eyes of God. And there is in every person there's potential, there's purpose, but do we see that? And I was, I was challenged by that. And it's like, how do I look to a person? towards a person, to your colleagues or to my colleagues, um, with the eyes of God or with my own eyes. Um, and that we come here now today. Um, and today it's going to be about um, being full of grace as seasoned with salt. So I'm going to read the scripture, what we've been reading throughout the month. And that's in Colossians 4, verse 2 to 6. So it says, devote yourself to prayer being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in change. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation, that is what we're going to talk about now, let your conversation be always full of grace, and seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And I'm going to focus today on to be always full of grace and to be seasoned with salt. So, first of all, we start with be full of grace. Be full of grace. Are we as a church, are you, am I, full of grace when I talk with people around me? And I was, to be honest, I was quite challenged with it because um, our conversation that I have, that you have with someone, it doesn't have to be another Christian, it can be anyone, 
um, our conversation is a reflection of your own life. So every conversation you have with whoever, it's a reflection of what is happening in your heart. And, um, but what do you reflect? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Who do you see? Is it, are you looking in the mirror with positive eyes and like, yes, I am a child of God. I am beautiful. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Or are you looking in the mirror and think, oh, actually, hmm, here we go again. Or, oh, my hair is not right. Or my nose is not beautiful. Or my chin is not, you know. In which mirror are you looking at? In which mirror are you which mirror are you presenting to people in, in your area um, or in your neighborhood? And it was, I was just thinking about it, and I thought, okay, God, I really want to look in your mirror all the time. I really want to reflect what you said, what you say about me. Because when people come in, in or towards me, they will see a reflection of God, or they don't see a reflection of God. They maybe see, see something else. And um, when I'm looking in my own mirror, do I compare my mirror with somebody else's mirror? Are you thinking, oh, I'm never good enough, or I'm never the right person, or I've done this wrong again and again and again? You know, what mirror are you looking at? And I, I want to challenge you today. What mirror have you been looking at in the last months or in, in the years that you've been alive? And if it's, not, if it's not a positive mirror, God wants to change that mirror, and he wants to show you, no, I... I am the way, the truth, and the life. What I speak about your life, that is true. That's how you need to live. Does, if I'm honest, sometimes my head doesn't line up with the truth of God, but you are a chosen people, chosen for his purpose, chosen to reflect him. You are created in the image of God, and that's how you are presenting yourself towards outsiders. And are you presenting that? Are you presenting how God says you are? It's so important. It's not just our words. It's not just what we say. It's who we are. It's what we think about ourselves, what we, how we see each other. And, and it literally is like a, a mirror. Look in the mirror. And if it's not right, change it. Start to proclaim the word of God over you, over and over and over again. And then one day the penny will drop. And you are really created to be like God. It says, it says that in Ephesians 4.24. Put on the new self. Before that, the scripture before that was talking about taking off the old self. And put on the new self. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You are each person in this room. And affliction each person in this room, you are created to be like God. Not to be God, not to, to be him, but you are created to be like God. He's in you, reflecting. He wants you to reflect his glory. He wants you to reflect who he is. You are created to be like God. And now when we talk about um, have a conversation or have a conversation with others, always be full of grace. Now, is our conversation with ourselves full of grace? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's not always, is it? 
if I look at myself, I'm quite hard on myself. I'm quite, have you done it again? Or, you know, it's like, I'm not always being full of grace towards myself. But God wants to change that. And I was challenged that by that. It's not just a conversation with outsiders, but how is your conversation with, with yourself? God wants to, that you're positive about yourself. He wants you to, to that, that you look impregnated in the truth, that you live the truth, that you breathe the truth, that you show the truth, that you speak the truth. And he wants that created to be like God. He wants that you do that. Like, I'm not saying do it, but I am saying just do it. Just do it. Just don't be that harsh on yourself. Don't be that person who beats yourself up the most. And sometimes I've heard this phrase, you're your own worst enemy. Let's not be our own enemies. Let's not be our own, our person in our head who's turning and twisting all the time and thinking and thinking of, like, no, stop and just speak the truth out over yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle to yourself. I'm talking to myself right now as well. I'm like, I need to be gentle to myself. Thank you, Jesus. Um, So, yeah, and actually in that, um, we have received so much grace as well. You know, we have received you all, us all. We have received so much grace. Unending love, amazing grace. That, that song, you know, is unending love. The other day I was at the sea, you know, and, and um, the sea is so massive, but it says, like, his love is as fast as the ocean. Like, whoa, that is big. You know, that is amazing. That's incredible. And that's how much grace he has given us, you and me. Have you deserved it? To be honest, no. Have I deserved it? No. But he still gives to you and to me. And if you have something right now in your heart and think, oh, I've done that wrong, I just, whatever. You know, there is so much grace. Grace upon grace upon grace. And he wants that you live in that grace. It is not pretending to, like, to, to put up a face. No, it's just realizing, God, you have sent your son on the cross to die for me so I can be free, so I can live in freedom, so I can be who you says I am. It's not to listen to the world, not to listen to, to whoever it is. Like, God, you have created me to be like you, and I want to live in that, no matter what. And sometimes I have to rise up in that. I don't believe it, but I have to tell myself, kick myself, slap myself gently and kind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? Just really, you know, we need to be in that mindset how God says we are, how God says you are, to be full of grace. And he has, you know, that's the, the grace he has given to you and me. He has taken us out of the slimy pit, out of the miry mud and clay. He lifted you out of it. And he sat, and he is setting your feet right now on the rock. And that rock is unshakable and immovable. You have, all of you, have been placed upon a rock. Now that is grace. We deserve to be actually in that pit because we are in that pit 
because of choices we've made, after, one after the other. But you know what? God didn't want you to stay in that pit. He wanted you to be high and lifted up on that rock. And if you've not put your feet on that rock yet, today is the day to put your feet back on the rock back on that stableness where God is God and he's the king of kings no matter what. And I'm talking to myself because I was off my rock, of his rock. I was standing on my own rock. And I thought I can do it myself. And I thought I can, can fix things myself. I cannot. He is the rock I can stand on. He is reliable. He is faithful. He is true. Do we sometimes slip off the rock? Yes, sometimes we do because we've made a choice and that wasn't the right choice. You know what? There is grace and you are forgiven and you can get back on the rock. And if you have a lie in your head and you think, I can't get back on that rock, that is a lie. Come back on that rock because he will put a new song in your mouth. He wants to put a new song in your mouth. Standing on that rock, and it says that in that Psalm 40, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put the trust in him. You know, he wants to put a new song in your mouth. You know, a song of praise, a song of life, a song of love, a song of grace. Because he has taken you out of this slimy pit, put you on that rock. Not to stay on that rock, but to praise him, to worship him, no matter what. Have you lost that song? Or are you singing? Are you singing on that rock? Are you singing like never before? And that is, at the moment, I just need a drink. Um, at the moment, God is telling us an I'm going to come on the back of Kai now, to praise him no matter what, to, to worship him no matter what, to stand on that rock and to sing, God, you are good no matter what. You know, n- whatever is going on, God is still good. One minute. And we're saying... And, and this is the truth, you know, it's harvest time, it's raining, it's, we are here in this season. But sometimes does it feel a bit dry? Sometimes it does feel a bit dry. Does it maybe feel a bit dry in your own life? It's still harvest time and it is still raining, no matter circumstances. And Pastor Clive, he, he was leading one of our worship services at Ruffy and he had Genesis 26. And I'm going to read this because this is talking about... Praising God, planting seeds when it's dry. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Genesis 26, verses 1. It says, Now there was a famine in the land. Besides the previous famine, so there was already a famine in Abraham's time, Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while and I will be with you and I will bless you. Now God is telling him to stay in that famine, to stay where there is no water or where there is no food. You know, God is telling him to stay there. Is that very nice? I don't think it's nice to be in a famine where it's dry and there's no food. But then, um, 
I just read it. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. I will give them all these lands and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed and did everything God required of him, he was keeping his command, my degrees and my instructions. You know, then in verse 12, sorry, this is maybe a bit of a... Isaac planted crops in that land, and the same year he reaped a hundredfold because the Lord has blessed him. He did what the Lord has told him. And at the moment, we are, I'm not sure you're in a famine. I'm not sure if you're in a wilderness. I don't know where you are. But I just want you to sing, to sing a new song, to plant crops, to plant a seed where you think it's completely dry. Because in every desert, God wants to bring life, health, and healing to every area of that desert. And in every, I, I say this phrase sometimes, but in a desert, in every desert, there is a gem. God is always wanting to teach you something in every season of your life. Don't miss the season. Don't think, I want to go somewhere else. Jake or, or Isaac, he stayed where the Lord has told him. And I'm not telling you to stay, but it's like, come on, look for the good that God is doing in your season. God is always doing something. Don't want to go, don't go to the next season. Just think for a second, okay, God, just step back and say, God, what are you actually doing right now? And he wants to talk to you. And we have uh, 30 seconds right now, a quiet, and you're just going to ask God, but what are you doing in this season right now? Just, just ask him and he will talk to you. Okay. He is always teaching you something. And don't run away, but just face and embrace whatever is going on. But you know, when Isaac planted, you know, he planted in the famine time. There was no food, but he obeyed. He planted. He didn't look to circumstance, but he did what God was telling him to do. And now, like Kai was saying, and we've got this, like the last weeks we, we were hearing, like God is telling us to rejoice, to sing no matter what. And, and I had, God gave me a bit of a song. I'm not going to sing it, but, um, <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. So it says, um, uh, the song was, praise is your weapon. That was one of our keynotes this week. Praise is your weapon. Joy is your strength. Peace in the battle. Because God, Jesus, you have overcome. That is why we can rejoice. That's why we can sing. That's why we can just lift up our hands and lift up our banners. Because Jesus has overcome. And because of that, we have overcome. Because of that, we can dance. Because of that, we can sing. Not to just pretend, but to sing like no one is listening. I like that one. <laughs> but sometimes a lot of people are listening. Um, so yeah, so that is being full of grace, to be full of life and to sing like we've never done before. Then the next one is, um, next point is, be seasoned with salt. Now I'll tell a bit of a story with this one. 
um, I was uh, two years ago, I was um, in Israel. I love Israel. I was with you. And uh, you remember probably. Um, but I was um, in the Dead Sea. And as you know, in the Dead Sea, there's a lot of souls. And um, I didn't really realize, or, well, I did, but I didn't think about it. But um, on my hand was eczema. I sometimes have very dry hands, and then sometimes it splits up. But actually, at the moment, it's very good. Um, but at that time, my hands were dry, and my hands were split open. But I didn't realize, then don't go to the Dead Sea when you are having some wounds. Well, in one way, yes, in one way, no. But I went in the Dead Sea without knowing anything, and I, I was happily enjoying myself, and then I came out. Oh, my goodness. My hands, so sore because of the salt, came in all these wounds, and salt is off. So my hands, I think for 10, 15 minutes, it felt like they were on fire, like, like the salt went everywhere and every wound. So it, but in the long run, it was very good. Like after 15 minutes, I had it under run water, and then the salt went out a little bit, and then they were so soft, and they were so beautiful, because that salt kind of heals and cleanses and purifies the wounds. If I do it again, I will think 10 more times to go in, and I will check my hands, because it did really, really hurt. But in the long run, it was, it was, a, it was a good thing, but at the time, it was quite painful. Now, um, we read in, um, in the Bible, in um, Luke, it says, Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? And in Matthew 5, verse 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth. Can you tell your name? You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. Salt is made for something. It has different functions. So we're just going to talk about the actual... What was that joke there? (laughs) Come on. Full of grace. (laughs) Come on. So I'm just going to talk about the actual thing, what salt does. And then I'm going to place it back on the how can we, how can you... Uh, be sold. Is it okay for at the moment? Yeah, yeah you understand? Yeah. Happy? Good. Um, so salt is made for something. It has different functions. It flavors, it preserves food, and it defrosts. Now, I just looked at what salt does. Why does it defrost? Snow. You know, when you, when you go on the road, you know, you see a lot of times salt... Um, whatever, vans, and they're spreading salt. Um, and I actually, sorry, maybe it was my simple head, but I didn't know. Wh- why does salt actually, why do they actually put it there? Because then the, the snow will melt. But how does that work? I don't know. So I just find that out. Listen to this. Salt lowers the freezing point. Salt alone can't melt ice. It must first be combined with water to start the melting process. Fortunately, ice and snow are generally covered with a thin film of water. As salt touches this water, it starts to dissolve. That's quite cool, isn't it? 
subsequently lowering the freezing point and melting the ice surrounding it. It is because of this process that most ice melters today are made with a quantity of salt. So that's one part of the salt. Another thing that salt does is it's added to processed meats. And I love, when I read it, I just got really excited because when salt is added to processed meat, it restructures the proteins. So salt restructures. Now, now coming back to what does it mean to be salt on the earth? To restructure, to bring in structure, to bring back the structure that God has actually given to each one of us. So the structure in the world is not a structure of positivity. It's not a structure of life, of health, of, of whatever. No, the structure of the world is not very nice. It's some, some of, you know, we know all, you know, you know how your neighbors treat each other or you know, it's not always po positive but when you as salt each person in this room go out in the world with positivity with full of grace you restructuring their life you restructuring you building a new foundation in their life and I, I love that because we are here every one of you to your husband to your household to your neighbors in wording it's time to restructure restructure them to bring back the truth in their life if they've been living in negativity it's time to restructure and i love that and then um, the world is full of discouragement. But this one, speak words that rebuild the torn down places in other people's life. Did we get that sentence? So speak words that rebuild, restructure the torn down places in other people's life. That's what we, that's what you are being called to be to speak into people's lives where there is negativity or depression, de whatever there is. You are the sword of the earth. Does it feel nice at the time? Do they like it at the time? No, some of them do not like it. Like with my hands, I did not like it. That sword come, came on my wound. But in the long run, it's very good. And that's for you as well. Maybe at that moment, it's like to be the sword, to say something positive. It, like, it goes against what they actually think. And it's like, no, no, no. Keep on being positive. Keep restructuring their life. Because in the long run, it's right, it's good. And it doesn't feel nice maybe at the time, but for them, come on, we want to see people coming into the fullness of God. Do we? Amen. Amen. Very good. Now, about this being sold and, and, and being full of grace, I, um, a few weeks ago, yes, we were at Hannah's wedding. Oh, Hannah, sorry, that's the person here. As he got married. And um, some of you know the story already, but um, it was an amazing day. And for us, um, it was a very loving day. And we talked, like we laughed and we had fun. And it was just really, really, really good. And then um, at the end of the evening, there was a man. And he was getting water and I was getting water. So we met each other. And he said, literally, he said to me, what are you all about? And I thought, hmm? And it was like, 
I said, what do you mean? I said, what are you all about? You seem to be like family. You seem to love each other. You seem to just be together. And it seems like, what is this? And this man wasn't a Christian. And he just was looking at us, seeing us having fun, seeing us having, having just laughter. And he said, what are you all about? And literally, I could just go in with, you know what? That is the love. We love each other, no matter what. Do, do I naturally love those people? No, some of the characters, you know, they don't really, like, it's not really my character, you know, but the love of God binds us together. It, it structures us. It, it, does, it does something. And it, it, for him, he was challenged by it, not even by what we said, but just how we did towards each other. And that is one of the greatest testimonies you can be to your neighbor, to whoever, you know, to just be loving, to be full of grace. They, that causes jealousy in other people's lives. And literally, when I had, literally, it was a half an hour conversation. I was about to go home, and I didn't want to go, oh, I wanted to go home, but I had this conversation, and I was giving him some salt, you know? I was just putting some stuff in his, in his heart. Like I'm, I was telling him, you know, you love, you're chosen. You know, it doesn't matter if you believe or not, you still love. And, and it's like, well, hear my language it's very colorful and I'm like well tough you love you know and it was literally just giving the sword and, and making him aware of you know life is not just this life there is also another life and we all are loving each other because of the life that Jesus has given us you know, and, and that's what you and me can do to love each other, not to argue. You know, when we, I wasn't, I really had to be so careful not to start to convert him, you know, to, to just come out, you need to believe in him. No, 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 just to be loving them, to be full of grace and sometimes chucking in a little bit of salt and a bit of challenging him. But just really, that is really, really was um, the love. So how can you show more of that love in your world? Tell your neighbor. For one minute, how can you show that love into your world? So um, I hope you have... um, shared that with your neighbor or with whoever um, about how to um, just love the people in front of you. And this morning, uh, we're going to take communion and we're going to just receive the love of God. Receive because his love is greater than anything, than any judgment, than anyone, anybody. His love is here for you and me. And I, I want you to, um, to just drink in and just receive his love. Yesterday, we had, um, no one who knows, but we had a communion with some people. And, and this man, he said, he said, Take communion like Jesus has given it to you, as in now, not 2,000 years ago, but just receive his communion, receive his body broken for you, you know, his, his blood shed for you like he's done it today, like he has done it, not 
2,000 years ago. But like just, and if you're with your families, take your children and just receive that love, receive his love for you, receive his love for your family, but also put in mind, have in mind just your neighborhood and your people you're reaching out to um, and just receive. And I, I really also want you to meet with God. It's not going to be, I'm not going to talk anymore. I just want you to meet with God, okay? And for the next 10 minutes, just go up. The communion is on the left and on the right. There won't be anybody. You just take the bread that he has broken. And Father, we thank you that you've given your son on the cross to die for each person. And Jesus, you broke your body. And we thank you. Thank you that you broke it for us all. And you shed your blood represented in grape juice, but that's okay. Jesus, we thank you that we can receive that this morning. We thank you for your sacrifice. Jesus, we love you. And come in each of our hearts and have your way. Show us where we need a bit more healing or a bit more freedom or love just to receive your love. Thank you, Jesus. And just feel free to just go up and share and receive his love. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.